Hey, hello, dwellers of the 21st century. I'm Kat Stevens, and this is Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. Tonight, the team of scientists masquerading as super cool radio station Resonance FM are making radio history. For tonight, we are broadcasting to you from the year 3000. Woo! Yay! Yes, that's right, the future. The resident scientists are now receiving our wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey signals and broadcasting live to baffled listeners all across London and the interweb beyond. On tonight's groundbreaking show, we shall be hurtling across time and space, barging through various dystopias towards the singularity and more than likely having to stop off for a wee in the 1950s. Who knows, we might have a vacuum-sealed sandwich while we're there. We'll hear a special missive from Professor Tobias X. Future, and we'll give you, the lucky listeners of 2007, an exclusive preview of the midweek download number one. Don't all rush all to Labrokes at once, will you? I too am a stranger to year 3000, having been cryogenically frozen in a non-copyright infringing manner for the last millennium. Of course, being 1,018 years old has its drawbacks, but it's totally worth it to see the looks on the cashier's faces when I get ID'd buying gin in M&S. But I still have a lot to learn about the year 3000, so I'm using current time-travelling technology to collect various historical figures for my oral history report. <laughs> I said oral. I said oral. <laughs> but no, if I fail, I'll be sent to Alaskan military school. <laughs> Luckily, I have with me the cream of the past, present and future. Joining me on board this lovingly restored DeLorean DMC-12 are three guests from various time periods and space periods and all over the place. We have uh, Alan Trawatherotron, ambassador for the Republic of Extropia. Say hello, Alan. Hello there. <laughs> the singularity is near. Oh, blimey. Uh, we have uh, Comrade Alex Campbell, our resident future speak translator. Hello, I'm from 2080. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> and uh, we have Pete, a cheeky space urchin who we picked up somewhere orbiting Uranus. I think you'll find that uh, Seven Zark Pete, the crown prince of Uranus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Your Highness. I said Uranus. Oh, oh dear. And uh, not forgetting our faithful chief engineer, Castmore Steve Hewitt. Aye, aye, Captain. Who will be keeping an eye on the flux capacitors and making sure we don't kill our own grandfathers. The engines can he take it, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Pete, we picked you up a mere minutes ago from an unknown era and brought you to the glorious present that is the 31st century. What, what, do, you th- what do you think of the year 3000 so far? It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm a little interested by... Um, I, was ex- I was expecting a lots of underwater action, and it doesn't seem to be the case. Well, yes. Um, and, <laughs> and I've noticed that you only have two breasts, and you're not walking around totally naked. Yes, it, this truly is the dawning of the age of hilarious. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't noticed my breasts yet. No. <laughs> They're majestic. Thank you. They're lovely. I think, I, think th- I think the future is very much like the present, wherever you are. I mean, it's, it looks the same. It just has, you know, the cars are a bit curvier, the roads are a bit faster, things make different noises. But, it, but pe- human nature is the same, right? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, would you, you know, do we still have the, uh, the generosity of spirit to want to tell our, our predecessors? well, give them a warning, maybe, like, like Mark Owen? A warning? <laughs> Yeah, well, like a four-minute one. A um, four-minute warning. You know what's going to happen. I think from from my time zone, the only the only thing I can say is that um, certainly in the sort of mid twenty-first century, um, it seemed like a good idea to train up monkeys to be our servants. 
that was a bad idea. Uh, well, yes. Um, I, mean, I can see the drawbacks to the plan. After a while, they revolted. Um, they were revolting. They seemed <laughs> to cover the entire earth in a layer of dust so that um, when monuments did poke out, they poked out halfway through. Oh, no. You don't want that, do you? It'll spoil yeah. all the postcards. And, and, the, and the dirty, filthy apes, I oh. tell you. Oh, absolutely shocking. Really. Uh, by the way, you might be able to hear uh, my, my time machine blurbling away in the background there. Yeah. Oh, isn't it amazing? <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Alex, what do you think about um, what would what would you tell someone from uh, your own time, twenty eighty? I think you said. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I'm just doing your I history either, report frankly. here. Um, I'm not really sure. It seems to be pretty similar. The future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you wouldn't like warn them against of. Uh, I don't know. I'd say maybe cut back on the plastic bags. They oh. have become a nuisance. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Alan? Uh, well, hang on, where are you from exactly? I'm, I'm from beyond the singularity. And where on earth is that? Or where off earth is uh, it's, that? It's, it's not a where, it's a when. A when? Which I'll tell you about. Oh, okay. But, um, but just before we do, then, uh, would you have any advice for uh, um, well, residents th- of the past? I know Pete mentioned uh, the, the, the monkey problem. Um, well, the, the monkey planet that we discovered, um, we sold them the Statue of Liberty, and uh, that, that ah. caused all manner of problems. Uh, yeah, they re- so sense, don't then. don't sell major monuments that stick through. So they they rebuilt it piece that. by piece. Yes, Basically, like, like the like London Bridge, which is not near where we are at the moment. No, no. well, we could go there. Yeah. I mean, we could go anywhere and any when you like. But this this feed is being beamed back in time to two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, or two thousand and eight. Uh, yes. No, well, no. No, 2007, get it right. Late 2007. <laughs> because I do, I do happen to have a newspaper from 2007, around about mid-December, and I do also have a big sports book saying what, what sports are won and so on. So if we okay. if later, maybe we can we see if we can change history. Can you tell everyone who, who won the big fight? Um, I, f- it was I don't know exactly when this is going out. It but was... Um, big it, <laughs> the big fight. It, There's yeah. only one. It wasn't Ricky Hatton. Right, oh, right. Right. So don't so put a bet on guy. Don't, don't put, put a bet on Ricky Hatton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, equally, sports personality of the year, Lewis Hamilton, shoe in. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's the other reality. Oh, other reality. Oh, other reality. Um, so, uh, Alan. Uh, yeah. Uh, where where are you from? Where, uh, when are you from? I'm 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 well. Who knows? No, <laughs> nobody re- nobody really knows, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil things for you. But I'm I'm from the singularity, um, and to explain what the singularity is. Um, Please do. Do you know what, do you know what a future shock is? No. Um, well, is it is it some sort of um, strategically marketed vibrator? Is it like <laughs> a future yes, shock? Yes, it is. And now I'm going to talk about something <laughs> completely different. Because if you're triple-breasted, then you have just. Okay, well, no, well, seven's like Pete. That's enough. Is it, is it yes. like that? No. No. This is no, a family it's show. Like that. <laughs> anyway, that's a future shocker. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> two, two in the and the one Thank in the you. one in the future. Anyway, um, the singularity. The singular, yeah. Um, the, it, a future shock uh, was um, a phrase invented by an author called Alvin Toffler. That's um, a very good I think name. in the seventies. I don't know, and it was maybe it was earlier, but because it was adopted by two thousand AD, the comic, um, not the time. Right. Um, a future shock. The idea of the future shock was it was a sort of psychosis caused by con- technological change getting out of hand and people not being able to cope. Right. So, so technology. Uh, is is progressing and that scares people. Uh, yeah, well, it's not just that it scares people; it's that it's changing. Things change so much that they just they just uh, they start to shut down psychologically. And the singularity is the ultimate future shock. <gasps> <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the ultimate future shock 
um, is where technological progress, you see, is, is changing so rapidly, an exp ex exponential explosion of inventions and, and stuff sounds gets so impressive that it actually outstrips our pure biological capabilities. Like so Primark on a Saturday. A bit like Primark <laughs> on a Saturday. Oh, wow. you look. Yeah, yeah one, of, one, one of the, of the two. Yeah. So in, in pop music terms, this would be like Girls Aloud's biology being yeah. usurped by 50 Cent and Justin Timberlake's AO technology. Uh, ah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Craftwork, obviously, or Kraftwerk, as we're on an arts radio, I suppose we should. Kraftwerk. No, Kraftwerk. No, Kraftwerk. All right, yeah. They, they, they were sort of like the pioneers of this, the man machine thing, you know, that, that, you know, as technology gets around, we start to sort of blend with machines, the living and the non living start to come together, and eventually we all become part of a big machine. So we have to become machines to keep up. With, yeah. with the machines. Yeah, the, the, the way that things are exploding um, uh, in terms of change, you know, te technology begets even more great, you know, bigger technology, faster changes. Um, but the problem, problem there is it is machines that explode. People don't explode. Only in films. Yeah, but yeah. machines do explode in films. And, and they look great when yeah. they do it. Down. <laughs> yeah, more explosions. Um, <laughs> but the, the, this sort of, um, sort of strange vision of the future is, is called... Um, uh, it's, Largely expanded by people who call themselves transhumanists. Transhumanists. They, they, they're trying to go beyond the sort of the human, you no know, biological basis and sort of um, envisage a future where we we're no longer based on just inert biological so, goo. Uh, like when in Star Wars, then Luke's hand gets chopped yeah. off. Or like the Cybermen. What oh. do these people look like? What they, well, they do look normal, and there's, there's one guy <laughs> who is he? They're, it's funny. It's it's a strange mix of people who are quite persuasive and, and normal, mm. and then the nut jobs at the at sort of the far far reaches who who sort of taint the whole thing. Because actually, there are some of the people who are quite persuasive, even if they're a little bit bonkers. So it's like the standard. <laughs> some of the things that they say. <laughs> it's like the standard cross section of the queue outside the Apple Store when they release a new operating system. A new system. operating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, not, Only these people me. put the operating system into their arm. In, they are the operating system. Oh. Yes. Um, oh dear. Yes, but it's um, it's a strange thing because they they are these the con they contrast with things like Cybermen, which was sort of an early version of this sort of vision of man and machine mingling. Sort of the early version of that was always a very sort of downbeat, you know, sort of romantic view of oh, it will dehumanise us all, and you know. Um, and it's about the physicality, isn't it? Rather yeah. Than, rather than the sort of mental process. Exactly. Whereas this this sort of modern version of it is very it's very actually quite optimistic. All right. You know, it's not dehumanising. It's actually about seeing a new version of what it means to be human. Oh. And it's, 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 they actually see all this new technology as actually being quite a positive thing that can... For example, there was a recent um, Dimbleby lecture. I don't know if you saw it last week. I did indeed, yeah. Uh, the guy was talking about um, the, the huge advantages. In fact, he started talking about accelerating change and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, uh, hang on, accelerating change? Well, about how technology begets technology and it becomes quicker and quicker and quicker oh, and, and uh, things like that. And he was saying that, you know, the, the way things are going, that we can, you know, have stuff that starts to solve our technological problems like um, global warming, warming, all these sort of things, right. using nanotechnology. Nanotechnology. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not all guff. <laughs> I thought what was, what, was, what was really interesting about that lecture actually was that um, on the one side, uh, this is this is the the Bush government or in in certain two, 2007 is the uh, way back then way back then in was the time. was the Bush government's solution to global warming was was a technological solution rather than cutting back. At the same time, one of the main exponents, this guy here, uh, talking about nanotechnology and so on, is oh, very oh, much. Hang, is, oh, sorry, oh, we're getting a bit of turbulence. Oh, we seem to be. Yes. Oh. 
That's all right. It might just be uh, the the future Northern Line it running could, underneath us. But it, it could be. No, no, but yeah, see, okay. he, he, lots of futures have a north. He's he's expanding <laughs> scientific theories which come directly out of things which which obviously the British government are less keen on, like evolution, basically. So I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition that. But anyway, sorry. Indeed, no, uh, yeah. I agree. So, so these extropians, they aren't all utterly mental. They're not all utterly mental. They're sort of the, the, the focus is is on a guy called Ray Kurzweil, who is is a well-respected um, inventor. He's done lots of amazing things with artificial intelligence, like like Ray Kurzweil's orchestra. <laughs> the property ops. Op- no. Anyway, sorry. Yes. No, that's Richard Dawkins' the, orchestra. The bed means that we can't do the sort of whistle. Yeah. Thing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I used a technical radio today. <laughs> 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 we still have those in the future. Yes. Uh, Luckily. Yeah, radio's futuristic. Yeah, ra- radio is the only technology of the future. Sorry, so yeah, television yeah. just died out in the 50th century. It's all oh, radio. Yeah, yeah. So Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, no, he's, um, um, he um, addressed what was called the Singularity Summit. The Singularity is where all these things sort of take off, uh, where artificial intelligence is, is as clever as us and it can make other artificial intelligences and goes mad. Um, <laughs> he addressed the Singularity Summit. Uh, last year with a bunch of other people including a guy called Douglas Hofstadter now some people might know this this guy he's you know he's not a nutter and he addressed it and he was he was quite diplomatic he was right next to Ray Kurzweil and he was saying oh, I like what you've done um, <laughs> some <laughs> of your great. graphs are very very good and, he, That's and nice, he, he loves lots of graphs and I've got lots of graphs here which you can look at later tell us about your graphs oh, there's oh I, I love of, graphs on the radio lots of, lots of lovely graphs they so are I'm, particularly I'm bashing the, the microphone with them here um, would you, would you take, take one and pass it on yes um, <laughs> he draws lots and lots of viewers, graphs he tries to bludgeon like, you thank you viewers might like to know that gla- gra- the graphs are available on freakytrigger.com uk for your viewing pleasure yes um and and mostly what he draws are logarithmic graphs oh my god this one's got a monkey on it yeah this one's got <laughs> pictures <laughs> pictures and a nematode worm mainly the point of them is to say that things are get uh, are happening more and more rapidly that oh, a bit uh, like uh, now oh, no. oh okay i see so so we're getting down to this bit where everything just gets faster and faster and faster yeah so he's he projects that things will happen so rapidly that we'll get to this singularity where things become too rapid for us as mere humans to cope with sometime in the 20th century 21st century <laughs> <laughs> got that one wrong <laughs> but isn't this just like the the folly of drawing graphs it is know? the folly of drawing graphs and it's the folly of, of exponential graphs as yeah. well because you know a little bit out now you know will make a huge difference when you project it and also although he's right in saying that um they won't, they won't saturate because there, there are no limits that we really care about it doesn't mean that we won't hit some sort of you know <laughs> not that i know uh, want to tell you because i'm from the future we won't hit some sort of barrier i'm sorry i'm way i'm way too no, late from the no, future no, you want to be. so this graph with uh, that says all human brains here, yes um that is that kind of an upper limit that we whether once we've exceeded that then we're all going to explode well i think that graph is showing the sort of how computers are able um, you know, per thousand dollars, what computers are capable of, and how it's sort of again exploding ah. each year. Oh, I see. So we've got um, one insect brain, yeah. then one mouse brain, and one, about one human brain, 20, and then many human brains. Twenty fifty or something. It, it yeah. gets to the point where you can simulate a human. Yes. Oh, and then we can me. all download ourselves onto computers. And that's a key point because once you download yourself onto really fast computers, you work faster. Yeah. And so until they crash. Until they oh yeah, and they have to reboot you. But, but what about copyright issues with regard uh, with, with human beings? Mm. Uh, Can you copyright also, yourself? Well, your, your intellectual property, I suppose. Your brain mm. is your intellectual property. Mm. If you're copying yourself onto a computer, is it in fact a clone of you and your 
fleshy when your fleshy self dies the thing that lives on is that actually you well, well it's it I th part of the sort of vision that they have is, is a very sort of um the mind it's all about the mind isn't it less about the flesh it's all about you know what you are as a personality your memories and all that sort of thing but, but what if your personality is like you're a really nice insane. hands that's not part of your personality. That's how your how your brain interacts with you on really nice hands. How they deal with you on really nice yeah, hands. Yeah, but if you're like a magician and your speciality is close up magic, then or if you're a hand model. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That that defines they you haven't as thought a person. About it. These well, stupid extrapolations. I, I don't think they've really thought it through. They haven't thought no, it through. No, through. They they no. Actually, no. The sad no. thing is, they have thought it through yeah. far too much. <laughs> that <laughs> is that is the real tragedy. Uh, they would build a hand robot for you, and and and, and you know also the, this this whole idea that you know that your body is more than that. It's the whole mind body conjunction. Isn't it really? So, you know. So, um, Alan, um, <laughs> could the scientific community's hopes and worries about the future be summed, summed up in song format, perhaps by a lovely gay Australian dude? A, a, a lovely gay Australian dude by the name of Darren Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it absolutely could. And I want to stop talking because I want to hear this whole song. <laughs> okay. If I have understood equals the distance traveled divided by time I've read every word ever printed on quantum physics and now it is time to try I read your book I found your notes I dusted this thing off and turned on the key the rumbling motors the buzzing incredible gadgets the hissing electricity Traveling back in 
myself, this is all so clear. It's epic. It's, <laughs> it's marvellous. It's um, it's one. It's a sort of scene-setting track near the beginning of a two-hour double album extravaganza <laughs> that he brought out. Uh, and I was just, I was just amazed by the album because it was like, okay, why? <laughs> I remember Darren Hayes. Yeah, he did that quite good song in Cabbage Garden once. Yeah, Cabbage Garden. Yeah. And then this just sort of, like dropped in my lap, and I was like, wow. So the, the plot of this song is basically he's go, he goes back in time and watches himself get gay bash at the age of nine. That's about it. It's, it's a huge, the album is huge self-indulgence, taking stock of my life. I'm gay now, Dad. Live with it. Not gay dad now. Not gay dad. No, that'd be awful. <laughs> Not gay God, dad. Imagine. <laughs> oh. 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 Savage Garden. Now that would, you'd dad. go back in time to stop that. Yeah. yeah. Or send the Terminator back, at least. Take note of the past. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely wouldn't want any interfer- interference with the past at all. Anyway, uh, right, as part of my history homework, I've trawled through many historical resources, including Wikipedia, Goggle, and, of course, the all-encompassing Leo Sayer base, which with, with no self-respecting research student would be without in the year 3000. Mm. But true. I've also had some unsolicited information in the form of a letter and this time it's one from one Professor Tobias X. Future. From the desk of Professor Tobias X. Future. Dear Sir, as I wrote this, it is the year 2525. I am pleased to report that man is still alive. Although his all foodstuffs have been reduced to liquid polymer chains, there is currently not a thing to cheap. Upon unearthing this recording, the freaky trigger and the low arts of pop. Preserved as it is in a time-projected vault capsulotron aboard the Space Star Space Satellite XK7Q Space X, I was somewhat astonished that any sentient being would be so curious about the future. What good would it do to know that your infamous presidential election of 2008 is to be won, not by human, but by the digitised representation of a mentally ill frog? 
who will be written into office on a tidal wave of publicity after his stirring reworking of I Love This Bar by Toby Keith. Such terrible knowledge would, I fear, lead only to sleepless nights. I am reminded of the case of a colleague of mine who invented the future predicting machine that bears his name, but Dr. John Future Predicting Machine was, alas, a victim of his own greatness. When he turned his awesome invention on for the first time, the first prediction it made was a prediction of his own doom. On the ticker tape that spewed from its flashing, beeping wall, it spelled death. Death by Bacon. Quickly, John consulted BBC News 2424. The current craze for the fads of the 1980s has yet to abate, even in our future time. And thus, the news is read to us by Wolf's white plasticine comrade, Chaz, whose barely intelligible rasping squeak relayed the terrifying facts. An epidemic of poisoned pork products, one taste of which spelled lethality. John was sufficiently moved by this knowledge to swear off dishes containing meat for all time. His death would be caused by bacon, according to the machine, and thus no bacon would be allowed to pass his lips, or any other substance which had once been passed by an animal, or even the fake tofu animals of 2525. By this dietary sacrifice, he calculated, he would never come into contact with bacon, and thus never die. Immortality, the goal of man since time immemorial. How he laughed! How he capered and danced, little realising the cruel trick which his last forbidden knowledge would play on him. Hastily, he began to make the necessary adjustments to his food service robot. Alas, too hastily, for his trembling fingers flicked the switch up instead of down. Instead of being switched to vegetarian mode, the robotic chef was switched to a far more sinister mode. Kill mode! It was only then, as the robot picked up a gigantic carving knife and began to slice open his delicious gizzard, that he remembered his server robot's name. Yes, for the robot's name was Bacon. Do you still think that looking into the future is somehow cool? Hmm? Do you think it is hip to peek into the destiny's forbidden book? Is it a gasser or a groove to know that which may not be known? I think not. I remain your faithful space servant, Professor Tobias X Future, PhD X. Wise words there from uh, Professor Tobias X. Future. Now, every good time traveller should have an accurate chronometer. Alas, my, my trusty antique S Club 7 seeing double alarm clock is stuck at April 21st, 2003, 8.27pm, the day S Club announced a traumatic split. Despite being uh, 997 years old, it still remains correct at least twice a day, though, which is lovely. And, it, and it's, a lo- clock. it's a lovely purple colour. Yeah. I'm, I'm very uh, upset that I don't have it with me today. See, seeing Double was a very underrated film. Definitely. Um, but for Alex, who, who could have possibly predicted S Club's sad collapse at the peak of their success? Well, I think Nostradamus could have done. Oh, really? Uh, why, why? Well, because he predicted stuff <laughs> in the... Uh, Let's check my notes. 16th century. The 16th century. And um, mostly it was nonsense and no one puts any store by it. But nonetheless, I've devised a small quiz. Excellent. Hooray for quizzes. Exactly. More quizzes on the radio, Um, please. Based on what people think he might have been predicting and what things they've said he was predicting with some of his verses. So the quiz is, guess what he's meant to have been predicting. Hitler. With this. That might be one of them. Darren Hayes double album. That's in there, actually. Um, okay, first one. Okay. The blood right. of the just should be dry in London, burnt by the fire of three times twenty and six. 
Mm. Well, that's a great part. Mm. Gordon it? Brown. Yeah, one, three right? times 20 and six, how much is that? That would be it's 66. 66. Yeah. 66. 1666. When Isn't that the plague? No, no it's the, when... It's the great fire of London. Oh, right. 66 like bus. That's the other one. Yes, uh, the 66 bus will be on fire. Oh, sorry, that one, that one seems pretty accurate to me. You know, yeah, the numbers he, he are right, well. it's a fire, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. I Why mean, are the numbers right? He's on. He's spot on so far. He says 1666. No, he says 66. Well, that's close enough. Back then they didn't have the 16 bit beforehand. Exactly. Okay. They didn't have the benefit of hindsight. No. Um, next Future one. Science. <laughs> All right. Um, Pete might get this one. In fact, already has. No clues. Um, no spoilers. A captain oh, I just of. They are all spoilers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. These Just are things. This is a giant spoiler machine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if his Wikipedia entry has spoilers. <laughs> well, I'm reading from it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A captain of Germany shall mm, come to Hitler. yield himself by false hope so Hitler. that his revolt shall cause great bloodshed. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Yes. Hister. Oh, it's, yeah. it's Merkel, isn't it? Yeah. You're all Merkle. winning so far. Yeah, no, it's the classic Hister line, which I, which always gets me. Yeah. Okay, let's try one more. Um, from the enslaved people, songs, chants and demands, the princes and lords are held captive in prisons in the future by such headless idiots. These will be taken as divine utterances. Is this that Destiny's, no, that Destiny's Child no, video, isn't it? Planet of the Apes. It's no, Planet of the Apes, surely. It's the French me- Revolution. No, it's Planet of the Apes. Hang on, what? No, we've got, they've got slaves, in, <laughs> slaves being captured. That's the monkeys. Yes. You've got the... You've got the, the my God, it's them, them again. Down the down all to hell. You're suggesting Nostradamus wasn't quite on the money with this one. No, I'm, I mean, he, well, it just hasn't happened right, yet. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yet. Oh, he's, he's still... It's another it's French not. Revolution. Oh, no. Sorry. What, you said I got distracted there. You're saying the French are monkeys? Are you from Hartlepool? Well, you know, it was the planet of the apes. Yeah. So there's got to be a France on different planets. Are you predicting the planet of the French? All planets have a problem. Who's heard of Old Mother Shipton? I yes, have. I'm from the north. Uh, no, who's mother, who's mother Shipton? She was a. She has a cave. Well, she's made up. Yes. Which doesn't help matters, but she was made up she by made a chap up. who said she was a woman in the 15th century who was born in a cave near nor- in North Yorkshire. And she predicted lots of things and wrote some poems. Though she oh. wasn't real. She's not made up. There's a brown sign at the side of the road that says Mother Shipton's Cave. Okay, oh, I'm wrong. She's not made up. There's a she, sign. Well, she might be made up. It's Hang quite on, possible she's made up. I, I, understand everything's that, a lie. No. I understand that Paul Daniels owns her now. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does a lot of work on eBay. He could well have forced her up. Yeah. Um, anyway, she had some predictions too. And um, no one's actually said these are anything that worked out. But I'd like you just to sort of tell me what you think they might have been predicting. Okay. Okay. Um... First one, in water iron, then she'll float as easy as a wooden boat. Do they all rhyme? But that's just a that's just an ironclad like boat. That's yes, it's the, an iron boat. boat. Yeah. Oh, oh no, the lights right. have gone off. Oh, I love oh, the past. No. The, it's also <laughs> badly lit, <laughs> and the yeah, neon lights flicker on. That was very dramatic. Yes, okay, me. next one. In those wondrous far-off days, though the women shall adopt a craze to dress like men and trousers wear, and to cut off their locks of hair. Feminism. It's the seventies. She's predicted trousers. She was right. Wow. <laughs> they had Tra- lady trousers. Yeah, lady trousers. Lady trousers. Oh, they those uh, capri pants. Yeah. Yeah. She's predicting Possibly. capri pants, basically. And two more. Okay. okay. A dairy maid, a bonny lass, she'll kick this stone as she does pass, and five generations she shall breed before one male child does learn to read. 
This is Kerry Katona, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Queen of Iceland. Because, of course, in, in, in about 20, 21, 2152, Kerry Katona's great-grandson great, great became president of the, the United Katona. Space Federation. Yes. yes. They don't have the name Ian in the future. They do. There's a big revival Ian. in the 22nd uh, century. Yeah, Ian future. Yes. So <laughs> that's predicting Kerry Katona. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, final one. And wives shall fondle cats and dogs, and men live much the same as hogs. That's just now. It's Glastonbury. Yeah, it's just it? what happens. Yeah, it could be Glastonbury. <laughs> it could be Glastonbury. The V Festival. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. No, it's okay. not the V Festival. So you've all won the quiz. Oh, wonderful. Right, well, okay. What do we win? What do we win? What do we win? Uh, nothing. Sense of self-respect. Some entrails. No, no self-respect. Okay. And some entrails, yes. That's so, right. So entrails. Shut up. <laughs> Alex, do you Get in the bin. Do you make a habit of mocking the predictions of others? I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Often. Uh, no, apparently there's a, a fancy name for it called paleofuturism. Um, well, <laughs> looking at the predictions that other people made in the past about the future is called paleofuturism. Okay. Mocking it is, that's just me. It's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Um, and there's a wonderful blog called paleo-future.blogspot.com, which is all about it and has loads of really interesting um, sort of Ephemera, where people from, I think it starts in about 1900, although it doesn't have to, um, just kind of look at, um, kind of predict what hap is going to happen in the future. And it's sort of various lovely pictures and journal entries, and it's all quite funny because a lot of it is completely off. Things like robot maids and um, the prediction that nobody will actually walk in the future. Well, what would we do instead? Well, blog. Travel? No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to travel on scooters called footmobiles. Oh, ah. yeah. sounds a bit like a segue to me. Yeah. Hang on. Well, yeah, exactly. Segways existed in the past. Well, yeah. no, what? In no, these minds. Heelys. What them kids? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. Footmobiles. Call them by their name. Footmobiles. <laughs> I shall from now on. Footmobiles. It strikes me though that say, oh, someone predicts that in the past, and they might take the word footmobile mm. and then copyright it. So when the man invented heelys, mm. so not actually doing the job of inventing themselves, they just predict it. Yeah. And when the man invented heelys, when well, I was my footmobile, I'd, oh, someone oh. got footmobile already. Well, they heard it on the radio station in the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't know when this is careful going there. Out, there. Really, no, this yeah. is, this is Let's not get too. No, you've Not utterly confused me, yes. frankly. Okay, what, anyway. what on earth was I talking about? Um, Heelys. Some, uh, other things Heelys. that weren't footmobiles. <laughs> so this would be like, like 1984 and 2001, now uh, in the past. Yeah, yeah. they're very... I mean, most of the predictions that I looked at were from between 1900 to 1978, mm. and they were various things, and they were predicting, you know, things like... There's one that predicts 1989. And then there will it. be 1990. It's a 1964 <laughs> prediction for 1989, it says teenagers and adults will have two-way wristwatch radios, their own computers to aid studies, or automatically translate foreign tongues into English. Hello, Babelfish. Um, flights to Europe in one or two hours. Clothes of special material which they wear once a few times, then throw away. A global hypercolor. That is Primark. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think those flights to Europe in one or two hours might be written from an American perspective. I think it's quite easy to do a flight yes. to Europe. Yes. Um, that, you know, we are in Europe, there. after all. But yeah. it, it's all, it's a lot of it is quite spot on stuff. And yeah. there's, I've lost my bit of paper, but there's one from the Ladies Home Journal written in 1900. And it's got things like ready cooked meals will be bought from establishments similar to our bakeries of today. And it like predicts pies. ready meals. No foods will be exposed. Storekeepers who expose food to air breathed out by patrons or to the atmosphere of busy streets will be arrested. Oh. It's like health and safety, yeah. you know. Yes. Oh, mad. That, that's quite um, accurate, actually. And also, slightly less accurate, there'll be no C, X or Q in our everyday alphabet. 
Well, However, can you read the rest of that one? Okay, they will be abandoned because unnecessary. Spelling by sound will be been adopted. And that's phonics. So, you well, know. Yeah. it's also it's text, text language. language. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, but they also said there'll be no wild animals. And um, what else? Man will see around the world. Like, literally be seeing all around the world. Well, television. Television and satellites. Yeah, but yeah. you can't actually look I out from... I know, saw Las Vegas. Dagenham and see Shanghai, can you? I saw Las Vegas the other night. That was CSI. I saw yeah, Miami. Yeah, that, that's night. different. That's very different. Yeah, but, the, the, but in the end, with a lot of these things, it's all about, about interpretation. I mean, as I say, with, with a sort of healing mobile type thing, you know, we, we, we worked out. Other wheel was. footwear is available. Yes. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it though? Yeah, no, no roller skates. I'll be talking know. a lot about roller skates later. Don't worry. Who it's wears good. wheeled shoes? The kids. The kids like, do. Yeah, not real people. They've got to sign up in Tesco saying you're not allowed. Right. Of course, of course in, in, the, in the future future, where I'm from, everyone has, is actually, has evolved wheels on their feet. And wheels everywhere, so you just lie on your back and go downhill. But everywhere is downhill. That's a street luge. Everywhere is downhill. <laughs> everywhere yeah, you want to go is downhill. They've got those in so, Yeah, everywhere you want to go is downhill. Anyway, um, Alex, uh, yeah. a lot of the, these predictions seem to be about food. Yeah, um, well... The sort of old uh, predictions seem to be that food would be mainly sort of in pill form. Hooray! And uh, we wouldn't actually have meals. But then you get the futurists who decided that uh, food should be more like the kind of molecular gastronomy and Hester Blue Heston? 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 Heston Blumenthal He's kind of thing. He's not had sex change yet, but Heston he will be Hester soon. And this no. was in 1930. They published the Manifesto of Futurist Cookering after Marinetti drove into a ditch Who, and decided uh, who's that... Who's Marinetti? He was the... King of Futurists. Oh, I Marinades. I'm, I'm not perfectly <laughs> yeah. sure, actually. But not a very good driver. Yes. Okay. Well, no, he drove into a ditch, decided that, you know, he emerged a new man and he was going to sort everything out by getting rid of the past. And I the way he was going to get rid of the past mm, yes. was to abolish pasta. Oh. Because... It's got the word past in it. Exactly. Uh, if you're anti-pasta, you're <laughs> against the past. Is the word... <laughs> Past in Italian past. Well, that's the strange thing. It's probably not, isn't no. it? And yet, who knows? The <laughs> internet has I'm, betrayed I'm, me I once always, more. I always feel a bit dodgy about, about all of the, 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 the dubious about the futurists. Full stop. The typeface well, yeah. futura is very futuristic. Have we got time for any more of their fascinating ideas? Yes, of course, please. Food should be sculpted so that it's appealing to the eye. Like in Closing Counts of the Third Time. Yeah. I've seen no films from that time. Um, abolish the knife and fork. Use perfumes to enhance the tasting experience. Yeah. I do that in These have all happened. Yeah, exactly. E numbers, yeah. Um, food would arrive rapidly and contain many flavours, but only a few mouthfuls in size. Fast food. It's predicting the bitterness about, you know, that sort of thing. Maltesers. Um, all political discussion and speeches would be forbidden. I don't know if that's got yeah, to be so this, really, this is yeah. where we start getting a bit dodgy with yes. the futurists. And mm. one final thing to this finish was one of the proposed settings for the perfect meal was incorporated their love of machinery, because they love machinery because it's the future. Uh, the diners would eat in a mock aircraft whose engine, engine vibrations would stimulate the appetite. The tilted seats and tables would shake out the diners' preconceived notions. Ah. <laughs> Do a, you see? Sounds a bit like um, the revolving okay. restaurants on top of the uh, the various buildings in the world that have revolving restaurants. Yes. <laughs> restaurants <laughs> which then closed due to terrorism. Or um, a bit like the, the, the engines of your time, time ship, which is making me feel a bit hungry. Yes, other restaurants are available. Mm. Um, <laughs> Alex, yeah, you've got oh, a song yeah. for us. Yes, it's the free design. Uh, of all possible pieces of music in the entire history of hearing, why have you chosen this? Uh, a, a technical error on my part <laughs> last night in terms of preparation, but also because it's a really lovely song and it's called Tomorrow's the First Day of the Rest of My Life. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> 
song we just had to fend off a horde of alien invaders but with with nothing but a copy of metal machine music i'm covered in goo <laughs> that, that's the milky way alex <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> L- luckily the aliens turned out to be resistant uh, um well un- unresistant uh, to a common strain of humor barely noticeable to humans such as you or i um, but there seems to be a common solution to all alien invasions. Uh, we, do, we do seem to lack imagination when it comes to predicting the future in, in fiction or non-fiction. So uh, uh, what do you think, Pete? Well, I, I, one of the things that really hit me was that um, sports in the future, whenever, whenever there's like this sort of, uh, you, you see any kind of future situation, um, they often refer to sport. There are some films about future sports and so on. And well, future Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> is that future? Space Jam, Space Jam. That's space in it. Space Jam is just basketball, even if it is just basketball with, like, aliens and stuff. But... <laughs> the space toasters. You know, the, 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 the interesting thing about future sports is that basically they're nearly always described as combinations of current sports, which they add rollerblades and chainsaws and motorbikes to. Snooker on ice. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and there, there is very little imagination in this. Um, and, and so... What one? What I always want, and what I always think about with, with, with futuristic fiction is how do these things actually develop? I mean, at what point did someone turn around and say, "Well, roller derby's quite good, but let's put a big steel ball there, a couple of hockey sticks, a <laughs> couple of motorbikes, and big clubs, and we've got rollerball." Okay, now, that sounds fair enough to me. Roller, rollerball has been made as a film twice, um, and the '73 version. Um, the first is fast. The second is tragedy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The second is as yeah as, as a failure. The first one was set in 2018. The second one was actually set now. 
And the less we say uh, about... By now, we mean 2007. No, we, we mean actually 2002, whenever the film came okay. out. Um, it was The second one is, is rubbish. LL Cool J said it was a farce, and he was the person in it who got, <laughs> who got the best reviews. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 70, the 70, 73 version um, is all about um, corporations taking the world, and it uses sport um, as a metaphor for corporations taking over the world. And it does it quite badly, because in the end, what it's actually using is a, lots of people driving around and around killing each other, as a metaphor for something which is not lots of people driving around and around killing each other. Right. So there's that sport. There's there's my favourite one, I think, of the ones that I've, I've looked at of future sports is um, the one from 2000 AD um, and Harlem Heroes, which is on the very first... The very, very first issue. Um, and Harlem Heroes um, has the sports uh, Aeroball. Um, Aeroball. Aeroball, which is described and... A lovely uh, chocolate. <laughs> it's only... Uh, it's described as football, boxing, kung fu and basketball all rolled into one. Players roar through the air wearing jetpacks controlled by buttons on their belts and score airstrikes by getting balls in the score tank. <laughs> the score tank. The, uh, the, the top team in the world of 2050 when it was set is the all-black Harlem Heroes, which was quite progressive in sort of 79 to have an all-black team as... The, uh, the 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 heroes of a British comic was everyone back in the comic uh, in in that strip not everyone no. in the other, team the other oh, teams yes right. the other teams later weren't so the people they played um, a lot of these sports are seen as uh, substitutes for war as I wonder well. why that could be because well, lots of people die in them but no. also it's like the idea that we have like the the ra- rather than going go to the terrible trouble of going to war we actually just send our sports team out and they win or lose die a bit for mm. us. But so. do they not have boycotts like in uh, the ancient uh, Olympiad of 1984? Yes, I mean, the, the, that that would be a, that could be an issue and then you might, they, or they may, indeed what happens in, in a lot of these future sports is actually one side spends a lot of time genetically modifying all their players <laughs> and, po- <laughs> and possibly putting sort of scorpion arms. stingers in them and extra yeah. arms and stuff like that. So, yeah. so we're going back to almost extropian stuff like that in some ways. They're building these players to be better at the war. But the number one inventor of future sports uh, was Aldous Huxley. Um, in Brave New World, there are at least four different sports mentioned. Um, there is electromagnetic golf. <laughs> a good start. Uh, escalator squash. Zublaki <laughs> uh, Tetris. Hungry Hippos. Yeah, Zublaki Tetris. Monkey tennis? No, Ryman surface tennis. And just in case you think he's just put some scientific or futuristic words next to actual sports... There's the uh, centrifugal, sorry, centrifugal bumble puppy, <laughs> <laughs> which, and of course, of course, um, Huxley's point, Huxley's point in um, Brave New World is that um, people become so trivia obsessed that you know we'll, we'll end up a dribbling mass just watching bumble puppies and playing bumble puppy. Um, <laughs> And it's very noticeable that in 1984, which is often seen as kind of a, the opposite of Brave New World in some ways, that um, there are no sports at all, apart from maybe putting a rat up on the trousers. Oh. <laughs> Smashing someone in the face with a boot repeatedly. Yes. So, um, so yeah. That's, they, that's, did, they did exercises, though, didn't they? Uh, yes. They had to do exercise yeah, every morning. Exercise in the morning. I think yeah. that would have taken the fun out of any sort of physical activity, so maybe uh, they just went off sport. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, and where we stand now is that, you know, the most recent invented sport that's hit the Olympics I can think of is probably um, beach volleyball. <sighs> you know, which is yeah, just I the first. Probably, I think you're that is very right dangerous. There. Yeah. And there's no <laughs> chainsaws. There are no rollerblades. Sand. It is a little skimpy. Sand is glass. And certainly, I've, I've, I've spent yeah. some time waiting 
for it to come on telly during the Olympics just to watch it <laughs> and to be disappointed that it's the man version. But, <laughs> um, That'll learn you. But, well, in, indeed it did. But it, it, it does, it lacks the element of ultraviolence that I think, the other sports I think has. perhaps, actually, the most recently invented Olympic sport might be the Kirin in the cycling where they chase around after a little motorbike. Oh! <laughs> So motorbikes, amazing. Have you so, so made this up? No, I have totally not made this up. They, they have taken the one-kilometre time trial out of the Olympic cycling round uh, in the velodrome, but they have left in the Kirin, which is basically a kind of... You, you kind of draft behind this little motorbike that goes around, like, and then the motorbike comes off and the, you do, like, three laps at top... top. <laughs> All right, so it's, wow. it's like the hare in... in, in no, no, it's not, because it's kind of... It's creating a slipstream so they can go faster and faster. Oh. Uh, it, it was invented for, basically, for Japanese to bet on us, or Asian <laughs> people to, to... Possibly, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, that's probably why it is Japanese. Um, to bet on, um, because it was easier to bet on than, than other... Surely, though, whilst, whilst it's providing slipstream, it's also pumping out loads and loads of exhaust. In no, their no, face. no, 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 because they, they have little electric scooters. They thought okay. it through. <laughs> they, they have oh, indeed, yeah, yeah. they of have course. thought this through, and this is why it's the but, most modern sport in the world. But Olympics. there is no steel ball, there are no chainsaws. This is no true. spikes. No spikes. Not no. yet. But yeah. they've actually taken out a sport that uh, Great Britain's good at and that win medals in and then replaced it with something that was clearly going to be rubbish at. No, it's okay. The guy who is good at the other thing is good at this now oh, as well. Oh, well, apparently. that's all right then. Yeah, yeah, but just like underwater Olympics. Big obstacle course again. Yes, bring yeah. back, bring back the obstacle, obstacle the water, obstacle the water obstacle course. Which, of course, which, of course, David Bowie was our uh, would would have been really good at. Yeah, because uh, he's he's a he's a top underwater swimmer. He's quite good at um, summing up the uh, depressing visions of the future. <laughs> he is, yes, but <laughs> his his most and best futuristic song, um, which is Little Wonder. Um, is still played to this day all over the galaxy. If only we could hear it now. Somehow. If only we could hear it now. If only we could hear it. If now. only we could hear it now. If only we could hear it now. Thinking whether fat shaking hands, dirty morning dog grumping us. Little wonder then, little wonder, you little wonder, little wonder you. Big screen dolls. Bits and explosions, sleepy time, that's all with you. Little wonder then, little wonder, you little wonder, little wonder you. Enter galactic, seeming to be you, it's all in the tablets, sneezy with time. Little wonder then, little wonder, you little wonder, little wonder you. Mars happy nation, sit on my car. Dying meditation 
That's a, a lovely chameleon of rock there. Uh, the ever-changing... Actually was a chameleon. Yeah, it found what? out later that he was half human, half chameleon. You could tell from his eyes. <laughs> Not yeah. just a chameleon, but from uh, from the singularity. We, we, you know, he's known for his, you know, got to make way for the homo superior. Isn't, isn't that Darren Hayes? Hey! Oh, yeah. um, anyway, uh, we were uh, talking about how, you know, this vision of the future oh, yeah, no, is I mean, always the same. Unless you're David Bowie, of course. I mean, the, future, the, th- the thing about futures with, um, with future sports is they always take place in dystopian, in, in dystopian futures. And depending on where you're from, dystopian futures come, have come in different flavours. So in the 60s and 70s, dystopian futures were very much post-apocalyptic. So you had this it was whole... It doom and gloom. Yeah, and also it was after the, after the nuclear bombs had gone, and so there was, you know, say, like Mad Max, for instance. Why, why is the future never cheerful? There's always something bad has happened, well, isn't there? utopias, um, which are the opposite of dystopias, though, because utopias came first, and utopia actually is a gag. The actual word utopia is a gag, because it, it, it means perfect world, it also means not real. Because if it's supposed to be... It means you, no place. Yeah, it means no place. So if you meant utopia properly, it would be spelled EU... <laughs> which the, the European on. Union haven't uh, picked up. Yeah, yeah. Careful now. Or also, also <laughs> pronounced utopia. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, but what I always found really interesting about sort of the dystopian futures of of the sixties and seventies and, and early eighties was that whilst there would be no proper food, there'd be no uh, social cohesion would have fallen down. There were still loads and loads of petrol, so they could ride <laughs> their armoured vehicles around in. And stuff like that. So, well, hang on, in Tank Girl, then there was like water and power. They were the the big controlling company, and then so there wasn't any power to control. No, know, well, I mean, Tank Girl, Tank Girl, of course, is later. Tank Girl is post that. It's post apocalypse, post nuclear apocalypse, apocalyptic fiction. Post, post, post. Well, it's it's the water runs out, and so because the, the the dystopias we're getting now, and the apocalyptic future of the future now are climate based. So you've got ones where there's too much water, like Waterworld, one where there's no water, like Tank Girl, and one where there's lots of wind in the very poor film Slipstream, if you've seen that. (laughs) Lovely. Well, too many sprouts, I think. Well, Sprout World. I I believe back in 2007, Christmas is coming. But of course, we don't have Christmas in the future. What do we have instead? (sighs) Hamster Day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. The day when we only eat apples. Yes. I think <laughs> I think we're starting to lose our grasp on this particular bit of time. Oh and no, I no, think we may be going back, if you will, to the future. We're rocketing away. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh my god. No. <laughs> what the <laughs> Yes, um it is time to return my guests to uh, from whence they came wherever that was I'm sure we can just like drop them off in like 1992 you can just leave me, leave me by Uranus <laughs> this rocket's lovely <laughs> it's I like your it? rocket coat thank you <laughs> anyway we're out of time Way do you see I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> No. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I've got a hand in my history essay, and hopefully I won't get sent back to Alaska. Ziggy piggy. Ziggy, Ziggy piggy. piggy. Yes. Uh, so all it leaves me to do is uh, to announce uh, this week, this week in the year three thousand, this week's uh, uh, midweek number one, which is of course a uh, uh, busted year three thousand. Um, before we do so, uh, before we have a listen to that, uh, many thanks to Alan, Alex, and Pete, and to Carlsmar for keeping the warp engines ticking over. Uh, you can see more future shocks and past portents at freakytrigger.co.uk on your feeble interweb technology. <laughs> and uh, it's back to 2007 for Residence FM. Coming up next, we've got the Caribbean Music Special with Aaron Hughes, followed by Middle East Panorama at 9. I've been Cat Stevens, Exordium and Terminus. Good night. Good night.